Welcome to another episode of the Unleashing the Future of Work A Guide podcast. Shout out to the guide community. I hope you all are staying safe and healthy in a post-COVID-19 world. I have been reading the news lately and I'm hearing that a few cities and states are starting to lay low on their ordinances and things are starting to get back to normal in a few countries and states. So I'm happy to hear that. Please show us some love in the comments and let me know where you're tuning in from so I can shout you out and say, hey. More importantly, today I am joined by two amazing rock star women, you know, Shinopo and Simone, who are the creators of the High Key Woke podcast and two fantastic technology leaders who work with Accenture in consulting. And we're going to be discussing tech consulting and entrepreneurship. You know, they have a lovely message and a lovely background they're going to share. And we're going to dive deep on how they started the High Key Woke podcast, but a little bit about their history with entrepreneurship, more importantly, their love for it and what this time post COVID-19 has kind of taught them. And, you know, I'm excited to bring them on because I've met these two lovely ladies through a friend who I think recommended me to be on their podcast or they found me somehow. And I just love how authentic and amazing that they are. And more importantly, their hustle. Their hustle really was breathtaking to me. So guide community, I think you all are going to love this episode. Shout out to Elizabeth, who's tuning in from Houston, Texas. We'll click on HR. Shout out to you, Elizabeth. Let us know where you're tuning in from. And without further ado, let me bring on Simone and Shinopa. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> bring Greetings. <laughs> Greetings. How y'all doing? Trying to make it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, black and blessed. <laughs> true that, true that. So, you know, ladies, I would love for you two to, you know, share a little bit more about one, how you two met each other and the history and the start of High Key Woke. And tell us a little bit more about it. Absolutely. Well, um, my name is Shinopa and um, Simone is my friend friend. Like we friends for real, for real. We're not just talking about How did we meet? Um, we both started working at the same firm in Chicago mm. a few years ago. And so we just kind of started meeting at networking events at, you know, when all the people linked up, we were linking up. Um, my version of the story is that, <laughs> <laughs> my version of the story is that Simone was pinging me all the time. Not all the time, but it was more so like she was hitting me up. Mm. And I'm like, okay, she's really friendly. She just, <laughs> hey, how you doing? And, so that, and stuff like that. <laughs> and so after a while, I was like, all right, bruh. I'm going to see what you're talking about. Let's yeah. be friends. Um, and then we just kind of bonded from then on. I think the work thing brought us together, being mm. you know, Black women in technology, new to the new to the working world. That's kind of brought us together. And then we also bonded over the fact that we both wanted to um, move to Atlanta. So that was just like, oh, dang, wow. You're me. I mean, yeah. you. So... <laughs> So then we we were able to, you know, move to Atlanta at the same time. And so the friendship just kept on blossoming and, you know, becoming what it is today. And then the podcast came along a year ago and it was like, you know, we talk a lot, a lot of these things that are going on, the politics, mm. corporate America, the culture, we talk about that all together. Why not just go and put it on a platform? So because we know that other people are having these conversations, we can't be the only one. Mm. And so um, that came to life, um, Hikey Wolf Podcast. Short story. Mm. <laughs> <The short> <laughs> <laughs> Long story made short. Simone, is that is that correct? Does that match up to, to your recollection of it? 
Uh, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna go back and forth on like the nitty gritty details. Um, but it's a high level, ten thousand foot level. That's exactly where that was. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. So you know, for for you two, you know, when did you all realize that you all wanted to work in tech? Oh man, I've known for a long time. Um, even when I was still in high school, I took a, a computer computer programming course in high school. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I was blessed enough to have those opportunities in high school, and I took it from then. I was like, oh wow, this is great. And I've always really loved computers, even in our from our home computer. Um, Till this day, my my family does not know that I'm the one who downloaded LimeWire and broke the computer. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna talk about it. Um, like the home computer, I was always just like playing around, doing this and the next thing. And then I knew that I wanted to get in the technology space, but I knew that I didn't mm. want to be like a back end person. I didn't want to be, you know, the heads down coding kind of person, but I yeah. still wanted to be conversational. I still wanted to be able to talk about it. So then um, I kind of paved my path in college to not be, I'm, I'm not a computer science major. I was an informatics major, which is essentially information systems, information technology. So yeah, I can talk the business and then I can also talk the, um, the technology piece. There you go. Yeah. What about you, Simone? Um, I think for me, um, I am a mechanical engineer. Um, that's what my bachelor's is in. So I always knew that STEM was going to be um, my my area or my lane. Um, mm. When I first started college, actually, I was a pre-med major with hopes of going to med school and um, creating the cure for AIDS, you know, just <laughs> simple things like that. I shortly then realized um, med school was not for me. Um, so I looked onto greener pastures in the world of engineering. So um, <laughs> um, my mom my mom is a nurse, my dad is an engineer. So I always knew it was either gonna be medicine or um, in technology in some way, shape or form. So that's kind of how I ended up um, during going down the engineering route. Um, as far as like professionally speaking though, like I knew like a hardcore engineering job was not gonna be for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I quickly learned that through internships. Um, and when I looked around and saw a whole bunch of people that did not look like me or yeah. could pop, definitely be my grandfather, I was like, yeah, um, this is <laughs> it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> So that brought me to um, explore where my opportunities were within the world of technology. So mm. that's actually kind of how I landed, um, how I landed where I am currently. Yeah. So. yeah, and I think it's powerful too because you all kind of gave yourselves room to experiment and make sure that mm. you all felt as if y'all were in roles that were meant for you all, and more importantly, allowed y'all to leverage y'all's best skills and y'all's strengths. Like Shinopa, I love how you mentioned that for you, it was a matter of, I know I can speak the business and I also know I can get the technology. And I think early on in our careers, more a lot of young professionals, they don't realize that, you know, they, they have a certain set of, of mm-hmm. skills and strengths that allow them to be really remarkable in a right. specific role. 100%. Right. And, you know, I, I think too, you know, with, 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 with you all realizing that, okay, I love technology. I love, I, you know, I might want to do consulting. How did y'all, you know, determine that consulting was a route for you? Monet, I like, Mon, I like, I like you to start. <laughs> okay. Um, so I actually came upon consulting on accident. Um, mm. So I was actually um, taking advantage of like the summers doing the internships um, trying to like figure out where I wanted to land it after I graduated because I feel like a lot of um, a lot of messaging like when we grow up is more along mm. the lines of 
go go to school, get your education, get a decent job, and it's just like okay, yeah. <laughs> After that, then what? Yeah. Um, so I actually started to take a little more serious, kind of like what my you know work life would be um, mm. when I graduated. I, d- I knew I didn't want to like sit at a desk all day. I didn't want to do the same task all day every day. Like there were just certain things that I knew that I didn't want to do. Um, so. I was able to um, diversify my internship experience outside of just engineering. So I also had like an internship um, with a really big financial institution. So I got like wow. a taste of economics and finance. Um, and I was just like, mm. you know, I was, you know, feeling at least like the level of knowledge that I was um, gaining from that experience. But I knew that I was not going to get that same amount of knowledge, like working for like a traditional like Martha Grumman or uh, Lockheed Martin. Yeah. Um, and I also, I also knew like um, I wanted to do like project based work. So, um, yeah. And uh, my company now was actually is a really big um, executive sponsor for uh, NSBE, the National Society of Black Engineers. So. I ended up talking to a couple of people, um, interviewed through the recruiting process at the conventions, and that's kind of how I how I landed here. But I knew what type of work um, that I was looking for, so that kind of that's kind of what led me to get into consulting. Because mm, you were clear on a direction. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, it's so important because I, I feel as if early on in our careers, it's hard to create that kind of clarity, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Chanel, what about you? Um, I'm not even going to lie and say I have this, you know, pretty picture of like, when I leave, I'm going to get into consulting. I knew yeah. that I was a technology. I was yeah. going to get paid. And that's yeah. all I cared about. <laughs> um, so <laughs> similar to Simone, I, you know, I had internships, you know, I had um in the IT internships, but then I also had a finance internship and then I also had a research internship. So I dibbled and dabbled, but um, I thought my traditional role when I was going to leave college was I was going to be in some, you know, project management, project business mm. analyst, you know, when you merge the two together. Mm. Um, I didn't think I was going to be consulting. I didn't think I was going to be traveling. So I came about, you know, consulting. I was, it was getting closer to the end of school year. Okay, you need to find a job. You're like, I need a job. <laughs> you don't, don't want to go to grad school just yet. You need a job. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm doing the career fairs, I'm interviewing with different firms, and it just so happened that it worked out mm-hmm. um, with what I'm where I'm at now. And so it just kind of fell into place. So I would say, when did I know consulting was for me? Once I started in consulting. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know it once. And it, even to this day, I'm like, you know, this is ghetto, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way that it works. Right. But... Uh, <laughs> And some days I'm like, okay, this is a lot. This is too much. Then other days I'm like, I love the the spontaneity. I love mm. the difference in projects. I love the the this and the next thing. So yeah. I didn't know until I got into it, honestly. You know, and I think let, let me show, show some love to our amazing viewers. You know, hello, Vinsa from California, Mrs. Puka. Thank you so much for tuning in. Shout out to Josh who is loving our conversation so far. He's saying great commentary. Amen. Laugh out loud to everything <laughs> I was saying. Michael Ojo was good, Michael. He's saying he's already loving this live episode because you two are amazing. And he's in a traditional engineering role right now. So he can mm-hmm. feel the pain of that. <laughs> you know, Nyla is currently tuning in from Houston. Shout out to Nyla, who is a frequent viewer and is an amazing, amazing, talented learning experience designer. She is talking about that she's going to go s- subscribe to y'all's podcast 
right? Yeah. You know, so shout out oh, to the fantastic Ivy <laughs> Woke <laughs> duo. You know, Joel is tuning in from Ivory Coast. He's saying this is a really interesting subject for him, and he's really excited to have you all on the show. My boy Hamza is tuning in from Alexandria, Virginia, who is a programmer since 10. Not nine. Oh, wow. Not nine. 10. Since wow. 10. With a few ventures. So he's super interested in what you all are talking about. So shout out to Hamza, who's a seven times software engineer. I love it. I love it. So, you know, I I think what's so powerful with with you two is because you all have like created this clarity. Y'all have adapted so far in y'all's career. And I think there's a huge hustle that y'all bring to the table in terms of how y'all see y'all's career, right? Like even with the High Key Woke podcast, you all are working with one of the top consulting firms in the in the world in Accenture. You know, how did how do y'all stay motivated? And you know, Shinopa, one of the things you mentioned is that early on when you were in spaces where you didn't even feel as if you saw people that looked like you, you didn't let that deter you and you know make you feel as if you didn't have a place in tech. So how did how do y'all stay motivated and overcome like those challenges? Man, uh, I think I would say being very self-aware because Mm. you have things like imposter syndrome that happen and then things like, you know, the double consciousness and the the code switching and all that stuff. I think you have to be very self-aware because many times we deal with imposter syndrome, but we don't know what it is. Mm. We're confused. We're feeling a type of way. But I think once you realize you are conscious about what you are dealing with, you can better deal with it. So Mm. I I can be in a space where I'm like, I'm feeling a lot of, you know, a lot of imposter syndrome but how am I going to deal with this? So like me personally, I didn't necessarily become hip to the whole imposter syndrome thing until I started working. But in my classes, I was, I mean, a tech field, which is predominantly a white male field. So I'm sitting in group projects mm-hmm. and there's all white males, the only female, I'm the only black one. I was dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome, but then I didn't know what it was. It just felt like discouragement, like I was not doing the right thing. And so once I become a little bit more self-aware, I know when I'm dealing with imposter syndrome, I know when I'm, you know, I'm talking down at myself, I know when I'm doubting myself, I can better deal with it. And I think when you are self-aware, you are able to adapt and deal with situations like, you know, not feeling like you're, you know, you're, you're accepted or you're able or whatever Mm. it may be. So I think you need to get really self-aware, long story short. Yeah. Yeah. Simone, what are you thinking about that? Um, I think uh, this is about to sound very consultant-like, but I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's um, important to kind of remember like your purpose and objective uh, mm. when you're pursuing things. So I think that um, you know when I when I walk into these spaces and I don't see people that look like me, that gives me more motivation to uh, that gives me more motivation to keep pushing forward because I know like for the younger me, I need somebody like me to look Mm. up to, to understand like, you know, we do exist in these spaces and I don't want, I I definitely don't want like my environment and the way that it looks like to discourage me from what my overall purpose and objective was for that. So I definitely just use that as turn, turn, use that and as motivation um, to keep, to keep going really. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And it's such an optimistic perspective too, right? Because I think it's so easy in this day and age to read the news and read all of this noise that, oh, we don't, you know, like people of color don't belong in this space or we don't see ourselves in this space. And I think one, one of the most magnificent things for me uh, as a leader and, you know, as, as someone that's in this space is that I see and I meet so many people who are in this space. So I see the representation, you know, 
for me, I always see as, as if it's my objective to definitely showcase like, no, there's definitely people of color with diverse and dynamic backgrounds who are killing it in tech, you know? Yeah, right. 100%. 100%. And I think one of the things I really love about y'all's podcast, right? And I want I want us to dive deep on this, is that you all interview some of the most dynamic and diverse people. And I want to ask you two, right? Who or what has been one of y'all's favorite episodes thus far? Mm. Yeah, that's a powerful question, huh? Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've had so many just like heavy hitter yeah. <laughs> episodes that it's kind of like hard to pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 you know, I know y'all interviewed one of my homegirls, Precious Price. She's yeah. amazing. And I'm sure she talked about Brandy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And I haven't gotten a chance to listen to y'all's uh podcast yet for that specific episode. I think one of the one of the things I, I love about Precious's work is that she lives branding and she's so passionate about it. And I think one of the things that y'all are doing with, with y'all's podcast is y'all are branding y'all y'all are branding yourselves, right? Like y'all are branding a movement. And I want y'all to touch a little bit in Schnope. I would love for you to kind of add to this, you know, why is branding and just creating content so important, you think? So first and foremost, you if you are online, you have a social network account, you have whatever, yeah. you have a brand, period. Whether you know it or not, you already have a brand. Um, yeah. So it's up to you to either build the brand or, hey, some people destroy the brand or just kind of keep it stagnant. So you have a brand, mm. period, whatever it mm. is. So the importance of, well, I think when I let me take a step back with the importance of how we're branding High Key Woke Podcast is because we realize that there's not a lot of people in our space doing what we're doing we're not there's not a lot of black people talking about the things that we're talking about so mm. we when we say high key woke we just not we're not meaning like some ho teppy uh you know tippity tap woke it's a real like you need to get woke on voting you need to get woke on mm. you need to get woke on what's going on out here in this culture what they're doing you need to get woke in all these different areas so our brand is just about getting people the knowledge that they need um, mm-hmm. and the knowledge that we think is best for them because we cannot continue to be a generation that says, well, I didn't go out to go and vote because I didn't, well, I didn't know because of, that's not going to work. Um, for mm-hmm. us to build a better generation for the generations to come, we need to be woke. We need to have knowledge. And so that's kind of what we're doing with our brand. And um, we're not preaching that nobody. We are, because we are, we ourselves are just learning ourselves too, but we're just giving the knowledge that we have because I think many times with, with and I hate to say it in the, in the community that we're in, people can get very selfish about the information that they have and they don't want to Mm -hmm. provide or Mm. have to jump hoops to get it, or you have to pay ridiculous amounts of money to get it. Um, (laughs) When it's already free. Right. Everything's for sale. Right. Correct. So um, (laughs) that's not the direction that we're wanting to take. You should, I, you shouldn't have to pay me to tell you that you need, a mentor and a sponsor. Like I, you shouldn't have to pay. Yeah. For that. That's yeah, that's ridiculous. Talent. So yeah, um, yeah, that's, and that's it's not that's that's just like a fact of life, right? Like we we all need people who can guide and mentor us. And you know, one of the things that really inspires me with the work that we're doing with guys is that we see it as an opportunity not only for people to learn, but when you're learning from people, you're gaining mentorship. You're gaining that yeah. direction in a very unique way. Simone, what are your thoughts on this? Right? Because you know, you both started the high key po. Hikey Woke podcast, and y'all are killing it. And I feel as if I, you know, have you always been creating content 
And have you always kind of seen the value in personal branding the way y'all do now? Um, I think that this has definitely been like a learning journey for me. Mm. Um, I think um, circling back to my point um, from the last uh, question about purpose and objective, I think, um, you know, we know what our purpose is and what, you know, the information that we're, you know, the knowledge that we're trying to uh, make sure that, you know, our listeners and other people um, can attain. So um, I also think from like a branding perspective, like, again, still we're, we're students here yeah. um, and we're, <laughs> we're, we're learning as we go. Um, and I think like we're figuring out like what's working best for us, you know, what mm. do we need to modify or improve or what do we need to, you know, How can we iterate? Switch? Right, right, right. Um, in an agile fashion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I think um, one thing, at least for me, um, I definitely think Shinofa can also identify with this, is that the, the learning mm. curve with um, branding on social media, um, mm. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's just like a whole other, it's like a whole other ballgame. Like, it's, it like places like Instagram didn't exist 10 years ago. Facebook mm. was just starting out 10 years ago as, as well as Twitter. So it's just, you know, um, this ever evolving um ever evolving kind of concept, you know, to learn how to brand yourself in um, different platforms and things of that nature. Um, but mm. it's been a good journey so far. I love that because you always have to be a student of the game. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. You have to. You have to. I mean, before y'all started Heike Woke, did y'all even know how to podcast? Like, I, I don't think anyone comes out the womb knowing how to podcast. Nope. Nope. <laughs> No, we just figured everything out via Google and YouTube, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Nala is saying that episode with Precious may have seemed deep or must have been deep. You know, she hasn't listened to it yet, but she was looking at the Instagram and that one jumped out to her. So shout out to Nala, who's already kind of like looking through y'all's Instagram and trying to be a part of y'all's community. (laughs) And Nala's also saying she was really feeling, you know, kind of how you were talking, Shinopa, about how in, you know, black and brown communities, sometimes we try to preserve information and gatekeep it. And she mentioned skin folk ain't always kinfolk. So that's a powerful mm-hmm. statement from Nala, who's really tuning in. And Nestor, my boy Nestor from Colombia, who is saying, Colombia, South America, he was like, this is great content, my friend. And he's really feeling this episode with you too. Appreciate you so much, Nestor. Make sure that you share this with your network if you love it so much, Nestor. I'll appreciate it. And if you're tuning in right now, please, Share this live episode of the Unleashing the Future of Work podcast to your lovely network because there's definitely somebody in your network that needs this information. You know, so with you two, you you all have an amazing presence. You know, I I really just I love what y'all are building, the movement that y'all have created. And I think, you know, for so many entrepreneurs and leaders right now, some people are working in corporate America. Millions of people have been let go or they're currently facing a challenge. Okay, how do I pivot? You know, and I, I feel as if, you know, we're grateful. We all have something that we're working on and, and we're blessed to be doing. You know, what are y'all's thoughts on how people right now can pivot in their careers, whether it be creating new income streams or putting themselves out there? And Simone, I would love to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Um, I will definitely say there are hundreds of resources out there to maximize the additional time that you have. 
Um, and one of them being upskilling in some way, shape, mm. or form. I have like an entire like to-do list now of things that I'd like to learn, like within amount of three yeah. months, six months, whether it's a year, um, things like that. Um, because like you, you have your platforms like Code Academy or you have Udemy yeah. or things like that, you know, make a list of something that you've been interested in learning for quite some time, but, you know, maybe, you know, your job didn't allow for you to take up multiple things at once, you know, mm. that was the time that and everything right now is the prices are lower than usual. <laughs> so yeah. I would definitely say like, you know, purchase as much as you can. Um, mm in regards to you know the areas that you're interested in does everything have to be done at the same time no it doesn't but yeah. definitely you have like that content right there at your fingertips to um start learning yeah that's powerful love you know what are your thoughts on this um i think well first i would say very practical tips that Simone gave. I'm I'm all for the the discounted everything. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. love a discount. <laughs> okay, love a discount. Um, but I think also on like the more human level, I think maybe mm. show yourself talk some- to us human human. <laughs> <laughs> show yourself some grace. Um, mm. There was a there's and I'm sure it's still going on. There was a meme or something that was going around on Instagram where it said if. You come out of this thing and you haven't learned a new skill. You haven't something, something. You haven't done this. It's not that you lack time, you lack discipline. And mm. I think that is a very dangerous rhetoric because we're telling people that you wasn't, you weren't grinding. So you yeah. just, just not. And I think we have to realize that people deal, are dealing with this in a, this is a, something new for a lot of us. So mm. people are dealing with it in a very different way. So I think. One, just give yourself some grace. And we also need to just watch the rhetoric that we're using when we're giving advice to people. Um, mm. you know, I would say this is a great time for you to just assess. Um, assess what's going on with your career. Assess assess where you want to be. Assess, think about two years ago. What were your goals two years ago? When you said, if I look at myself in two years, in a couple of years, mm. well, I would be doing this. Are you, are you there? Are you, have you passed it? What's next? So this is a really good time to assess. And even if when all this is over, all you did was assess and write down a plan, you did good because yeah. you took the time to reflect. So um, in addition to the practical t- tips, take time to reassess your career, reassess mm. where, you, where you're coming from, reassess where you want to be, reassess what it's going to take to get to where you need to get to. Um, and just take the time to give yourself grace. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Y'all are pre- Simone and Shinova, y'all are preaching right now. <laughs> I'm feeling this. No, because I think, you know, uh, to your point, Shinova, it's dangerous rhetoric to kind of challenge people to feel as if they have to have or they have to like build a billion dollar business <laughs> during a pandemic, right? It's yeah. really dangerous rhetoric. And I think what's so powerful and so authentic about what y'all are saying is the fact that this is just a time to recalibrate, pivot, mm-hmm. but more importantly, assess. Yeah. Like that's a that's a really powerful perspective because I think so so much of of our lives and our careers is often you know you're doing things for other people or you're working a full time role that you almost forget to say what do I want as an individual mm-hmm. yeah. as a person yeah yeah and I think even with now we're realizing that um, maybe some of us were just going super hard for jobs which and I'm gonna just say it straight out if you were to die yeah. today that job would replace you tomorrow so yeah. immediately. We realized yeah. that we were just going not, you know, very hard for jobs yeah. that, you know, weren't necessarily giving us back what we needed. So it's just 
it's just a time to just slow down. Um, yeah. I think also with that rhetoric around you lack, you didn't lack time, would you like discipline? I think we're still thinking about productivity in life before uh, pre-COVID and what that yeah. looks like. We need to be thinking about productivity during COVID and post-COVID. Yeah. So there yeah. has to shift in the way that we're defining some of these things. Powerful, powerful. And I think one of the things that, you know, I would love to get y'all y'all's thoughts on this, Simone and Shinopa, is I often tell people is that now I think we're moving toward the future where people are going to be designing their work around your around their life versus mm-hmm. trying to design your life around your work, right? So it's like a matter of people are going to prioritize their health, their, you know, wellness, their family, and more importantly, like, am I doing the work that's more fulfilling for me? Mm-hmm. Because, it, you know, I, I I talk to a lot of leaders and organizations, and it's like, now that you have a remote workforce, they can easily, like, leave, right? Like, oh, yeah. there's yeah. thousands of remote jobs that are popping up online now. There's There continues to be a rise in the gig economy. So now more than ever, like, there's this opportunity for leaders to create true trust. But more importantly, realize that, you know, it's not a matter of, prioritizing work work over life it's now you got to prioritize their life around their work and that's a that's a different mental model yeah absolutely things are shifting things are really shifting people are beginning to learn what's what's truly important to them right now and Mm -hmm. i think workplaces would be would be remiss if they didn't after all this was done they didn't adjust accordingly as well because you can't tell me that i spent how many months working from home and you can't tell me that i i can't go to the doctor take my doctor's appointment and, and then work. Yeah. So it's, it's true. It's not going to work. Things are changing. It's and got to get on the wave or you're going to get left behind. I love it. I love it, Shinova. I love it. So shout out to Hamza who's saying, love it. Make the most of the situation you're in. So he's feeling this episode. Dean, shout out to Mr. McClure. He's saying productivity can also be internal, internal mm-hmm. development, internal productivity. What, y'all, what are y'all thoughts on that, Simone? Um, I definitely think that I can at least speak from my perspective, like yeah. learning um, how to meditate, mm. um, you know, and learning mindfulness and how to practice mindfulness mm. um, are personally on my to-do list of things that I need to, you know, that I personally need to learn to, you know, just be aware and like work on like from a mental perspective. Mm. Um, but I definitely think um, that that means like it's time. The, there is our times where we need to, you know, sit and reflect internally and understand, like, you know, what are what are things that I personally need to work on? Not necessarily like, oh, I want to like learn Python, but this is more yeah. so like, um, oh, I want to learn how to do yoga um, because you know we're sitting down twenty hours plus a day <laughs> out of the week. Now my back and my neck hurt. Like I need to figure it out. You know those type of things. <laughs> you know, I, I, I saw my dad. He was like on the computer. He's down. He, he's probably on the computer downstairs right now working. And he's always hunched back over his computer. Yeah. I'm like, Dad, yeah. you have to start standing up right. You know, I know you're working from home now, but you can't get too comfortable. You can't get too comfortable working from home. So I feel exactly. you on that Yeah. Even right now, like I'm over here kind of yeah. like trying to make sure I'm in the camera correctly. Like. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. Shout out to Kimberly, who is just tuning in. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for tuning in. We have been talking about all kinds of things. More importantly, you know, this amazing duo's High Key Woke podcast, you know, why they're creating the movement that they're creating, and also the importance of using this time during COVID-19 to find that internal wellness and really assess the progress that you're making. So shout out to you, Kimberly, for tuning in. And EO, Mrs. Allison, who is studying biochemistry at the University of 
Uyo is saying, I wasn't here from the beginning. Is there a possibility to get a recording? Absolutely, Eo. I'll be uploading this to all of my podcast channels, Eo, and I'll make sure I share it with you. So thank you for mentioning that. You know, so with that said, ladies, you know, I want to I want to ask y'all a, a few more things, right? Because one of the things that's really amazing about the movement that y'all are, are creating is the fact that you guys are focused on creating a safe space. Right. On the corner of the Internet where people can talk and have these very transparent conversations. And, you know, I want to ask you to, you know, how important has community been in helping you all create a successful career and pursuing like just the side side gigs and the hobbies and the entrepreneurial things that y'all are doing? Chinopa, I would love to get your thoughts. How important has community been? Um, community, I, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, cliche. Community is very it's it's very important. Um, You need a group, a group of people who are just there for you to give you the feedback that you need, the constructive feedback you need to tell you where you're wrong, to tell you where you're Mm -hmm. right. Um, And so that's the role where community has played for us with the podcast, where uh, I have my people, you know, Simone has her people. Yeah bounce ideas off people. If if she knows someone that can do, you know, X, Y, and Z for us, great. Then you, hello, hook us up. So, <laughs> so it's, it's just things like that where you, you have easy access to people and easy access to resources mm. that you otherwise wouldn't have if you did not have um, the community. And so I think even now more than ever where, where we're all indoors and we're all stuck inside, the community mm. helps and it gives you it gives you a lift. It gives you a boost. So when people listen yeah. to the podcast, like I really love that. I really love what you were talking about. I really love what X Y Z said. What you know the advice that X Y Z guest um, gave really helped me. That to us is is one we're building community with you because we're giving you information that you mm. can benefit from and you can trust us as a reliable source of mm. information. So um, it's very much different aspects, but it's very important. For yeah. the podcast aspect, it's been very boring. I love that, Shinopa. I love that. That's so powerful. Simone? Um, I definitely uh, mirroring everything Shinopa just said. Like, yeah. community is extremely important, um, especially like from our support perspective. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just it's been amazing so far the support that we've gotten from the podcast, like as far as like even feedback, um, reviews, um, like all the different ideas. Like I know like some of my friends, like, um, I bounce all those ideas off of them just kind of like get like what their point of view is and their buy-in see like, you know, is this really a good idea or am I tripping? (laughs) It it only sounds good in my head, but like, right. It only sounds good in my head, but like if we actually do this, like it's actually not that good of an idea. So, um, definitely community is very important. Yeah. yeah, no, that's powerful. And I think, you know, it's, it's the exchange of information, too, that y'all are mentioning. Y'all are giving people information that can better themselves, that can allow them to better themselves and better their lives and even better their families yeah. and, the, and the places that they come from. And I think, right. you know, oftentimes people discount how something small that you start small can can brew into a movement. Right. Because I see the High Key Woke podcast as a movement. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a movement that y'all are creating. It started with a small idea, but y'all are involving people and it's shaping to be something that, you know, y'all would have never expected it to. Right. Exactly. Because we would be looking crazy if we don't know everything. Yeah. Um, we nope. So we would be looking crazy if we sat up there talking about uh, what's, what's the topic that we've covered. If we sat up there talking about, well, this is how you, you navigate performance reviews and this is, well, I mean, <laughs> navigate performance reviews, but we're on a more extensive level, or I can't tell you about 
um, mental health, because I'm not a mental health professional. So like, mm. we would be looking very crazy if we were trying to give advice on things that we personally, we don't have no business talking about. So that's yeah. why we bring in people who have the education or who have the experience to give that information because it's more reliable because the two of us just sitting there talking all the time about these things, you look very crazy. Right. <laughs> we're just like opinion sharing at that point. Like we're and not even sharing facts. That's yeah. the yeah. purpose of community. Because the, the guests mm. add a large part of community to the podcast. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because they bring their own communities to the Absolutely. Table. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Kimberly, Mrs. Freeman, shout out to Mrs. Freeman, who is a frequent and active guest and who is also part of the Break Into Big Tech program and cohort that I do with my great friend, John Marty. She says, support systems are vital to our community and growth. Absolutely. Y'all feeling that? Absolutely. <laughs> Hashtag <Right>? aligns. <laughs> Hashtag aligned. Hashtag <laughs> objectives. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I would love for y'all to, you know, talk a little bit about, a bit about, you know, in the work that you all are doing, whether it be at Accenture or even in, in just like y'all's personal lives. And by the way, if you're loving this episode, make sure you share to your network on LinkedIn and please tag me, Shinopa and Simone on what you're learning from this episode. Because I, I know every episode we're teaching y'all something. You know, how are y'all creating safe spaces in y'all's personal lives or even at work? What are some tips, two to three tips that our viewers and listeners can take away on how to do that? Man, boundaries. Mm. Develop boundaries early. You know, I was going to establish um, effective communication methods. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think also... We for with creating with wanting a safe place, you also have to be able to create safe spaces for other people. So many times, we're like, I want, I want a safe space, I want, but what are you doing to create a safe space for someone else? Mm. So it works both ways. Um, so but I would say boundaries for me, it's always been boundaries like, you are not, this is my bubble, this is my boundary, you don't step anywhere <laughs> inside of it, we're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. Boundaries. So boundaries, effective communication methods, Simone. Dive deep on that. What do you mean by that? Um, so what I mean is that like I, you know, I feel like we've all heard constantly, like, it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. Um True. and I know personally True. for me, um, that's been one thing that I'm I've been working on is learning how to effectively communicate. But mm -hmm. that's about, you know, learning how to actively listen. It's learning how to paraphrase and, you know, repeat back information for, you know, what you think you understand to, you mm. know, did you understand the actual message that that person was trying to convey? Um, and I also think it's about like your approach. Like, you know, some people, um, you know, can't, can't interpret direct communication. Um, like they might need a, a few more words in the mix in order to, mm. you know, properly understand what you're trying to say. So, um, yeah, that's definitely what I've been learning about um, effective communication. I've also been reading this book called Verbal Judo. Um, yeah, which has been uh, very helpful, at least for how I communicate at work to get things done. Um, so it's more or less like a way to uh, communicate to what is it called? Verbal uh, voluntary compliance. So I need I need you to do something, but I'm not going to say, hey, do this. It's, I'm going to find a different way to get you to do what I need you to do, but you not feel like you are forced to do it. 
Mm, that's a powerful book. I'm probably gonna have to check that book out. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like verbal. First of all, I just love the name because right. I'm really big on Zen leadership. Verbal judo. <laughs> that's really mm -hmm. unique. I love mm -hmm. that. I love that. You know, I'll make sure I share this and I add it to the comments for our amazing viewers who are just now tuning in or who are watching the replay later. You know what, ladies, you all have been amazing. Thank you so much for being on the Unleashing the Future of Work podcast. I want to ask you to, you know, what are, you know, a takeaway message that you want to share with our amazing guide community? Mm. Let's see. Takeaway, takeaway. I made y'all think, huh? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things going through the mind. Um, um, I think in in the spirit of staying on brand, I would say stay woke. Stay woke. And and, and woke does again does not mean the you know the play play version. Like find find ways to continue educating yourself. Find ways to continue mm. learning things. Find ways to continue um, pouring into other people. Mm. Um, yeah, that's be aware of your your mental state, your emotional state. Be you know that's also a version of being woke too. So. Mm. Um, I think for me, I'd say that the main takeaway should be stay open, um, mm. stay open and stay positive. Um, and I say stay open because like right now, I feel like we're still like in very uncertain times and we yeah. don't know how long this time is going to remain uncertain. And mm. I personally feel like our the way we do everything from like work to school to mm. Uh, communicating with people to even interactions with people are going to com be completely changed like mm. from this point forward. So I definitely say stay open and like, don't, don't close your mind off to, to anything. Um, especially as we're trying to, you know, navigate this space. Yeah. Yeah. In a post COVID-19 world, Simone, yeah. Shinopa, you two are amazing. You know, I'm really thankful that you all invited me to be a part of y'all's high key woke movement and podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's truly a blessing. And more importantly, I think you all are, are building something that's going to truly change the world uh, with more time and, and with more of the community that you all continue to, to add to it. So, you know, thank you all for, for being on this episode. I truly appreciate you all. Yes, thank you. Kind and <laughs> the last word goes to our amazing community member, who's a part of the guy community and who's tuning in right now, Eo, who is feeling what y'all are saying. And her takeaway for us is to stay woke as well. <laughs> <laughs> so she is very hashtag aligned. <laughs> With that said, if you are interested in being a guest or more importantly, sponsoring future episodes of the Unleashing the Future of Work live podcast, please check out our website, utfow com utfow.com and if you have feedback or any ideas on who i should have on for a future episode or who you want to connect me to to have on on a future episode please send me a dm on linkedin or send me an email on my website so check out utfow.com if you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor in the future and with that said simone Shinopa, thank you once again, ladies. I really, really thank appreciate y'all. And Guy community, thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you tomorrow. Peace, love, and be great. Uh, thank you. <laughs>